Let's go. Yes, what up, what up? Sir. Let let the beat keep playing. I'm about to drop. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Let's move on. Let's move on. We don't have time. We don't have It'll time. It'll be going for about another minute, so you got time. You got time. <laughs> no, man, I'm good. Everyone, we're glad that you're here. The The next episode of the Why Jesus podcast. I'm here with Daryl, John, and Matt. How are you guys doing tonight? Up, what up? Doing all right, man. Doing all right. Man. This is round two for me, so I'm, I'm yeah, really it right now. Yeah, I missed. I was supposed to host round one. I missed it. So Arthur came in clutch. Last yeah. Time. Round one. Bites. <laughs> oh, that'll be coming. That'll be coming. So today we are going to be talking about all kinds of fun things on the podcast. If this is your first time here, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Don't be afraid to hop in those comments. Jump in. Join us. We'd love to hear from you. But we're going to be talking about everything from UFOs to the Barbie movie. We're going to be talking about John's celebrity time out at Vegas. <laughs> yeah, he's on a world tour right now, John. John wants to buy. He went to right Boston, now. Connecticut. Yeah. He's about to go to Tokyo. He's on a world tour for real. And right, and right now I'm in my mom's guest room. Nice. That's Helen at your home. Your home. And we're going to talk about the AI church in Germany and what does AI church look like, all of those things and more. It's good to be with you guys. Stick around through everything. And if you're watching on the replay, we'll timestamp things down below. You can jump around if there's a topic you're interested in. Let's just jump right into it. We're going to start by reacting and listening to some of uh, this is a chopped up video from News Nation, but you can you could find this clip anywhere from the con congressional hearings that happened just recently. Um, and did we just lose Matt? Oh no, I'm here. I'm here. Matt was big black. We got three dots on Matt. I bumped into a cable. It's all good. Yeah, it's fine. We'll we'll listen while you fix your cable. Yeah, here we cable. go. There we go. There we go. If you guys in the chat can hear it or it needs to be louder, let me know. Uh, I'll be watching the chat as we go. Let's let's listen to this. We'll pause um, maybe a few times in between, and then we'll have some questions in chat at the end. I have experienced advanced UAP firsthand, and I'm here to voice the concerns of more than 30 commercial aircrew and military veterans who have confided their similar encounters with me. Today, I would like to highlight three critical issues that demand our action. As we convene here, UAP are in our airspace, but they are grossly underreported. These sightings are not rare or isolated. They are routine. Military aircrew and commercial pilots, trained observers whose lives depend on accurate identification, are frequently witnessing these phenomena. The stigma attached to UAP is real and powerful and challenges national security. It silences commercial pilots who fear professional repercussions, discourages witnesses, and is only compounded by recent government claims questioning the credibility of eyewitness testimony. Parts of our government are aware of more about UAP than they let on, but excessive classification practices keep crucial information hidden. Since 2021, all UAP videos are classified as secret or above. This level of secrecy not only impedes our understanding, but fuels speculation and mistrust. In 2014, I was an F-18 Foxtrot pilot in the Navy Fighter Attack Squadron 11, the Red Rippers, and I was stationed at NAS Oceana in Virginia Beach. After upgrades were made to our jet's radar systems, we began detecting unknown objects operating in our airspace. At first, we assumed they were radar errors, but soon we began to correlate the radar tracks with multiple onboard sensors, including infrared systems, eventually through visual ID. During a training mission in Warning Area Whiskey 72, 10 miles off the coast of Virginia Beach, two F-18 Super Hornets were split by a UAP. The object, described as a dark gray or a black cube inside of a clear sphere, came within 50 feet of the lead aircraft and was estimated to be 5 to 15 feet in diameter. The mission commander terminated the flight immediately and returned base. 
Our squadron submitted a safety report, but there was no official acknowledgement of the incident and no further mechanism to report the sightings. So what do you, what do you think so far? Well, what is your what is your gut telling you? This little round floaty thing, and this isn't the footage from what he's talking about, but it's as close as I could find. Um, what what do you think about the the releasing of the UAPs that are being reported by these uh, these pilots? I am ready to sign up for Space Force and <laughs> Guardians. Guardian of the Galaxy, this thing, man. I, I will be Star-Lord. Um, if I can get a cool little helmet with some rocket boots, I, I'm ready. I'm ready. See, I'm the other way. I'm ready. Uh, I mean, I'm ready to go be a missionary to the aliens. Send me, <laughs> send me I'll start. Uh, if it puts me in space, I'll, I'll go tell them about their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which is one of the questions we'll get to is, do aliens need salvation? Um, that'll be coming up. But other guys, what do you think, Matt? You're seeing this. Well, what's the gut tell you when you see this kind of stuff? I don't know. Most of the time, it's just like, because they've been talking about this stuff for years, right? So when you see something like this, it's like, oh, it's conspiracy. It's this, it's that. It's not real. But, you know, we're hearing more and more of this stuff. Like it's, and you're getting more credible videos. But like, it literally, it could be anything. They could plant something up there, try to get, you know, a, a side story going to kind of confuse us. I don't know, man. I would love to know more. I have my opinion and my thoughts, but. Yeah, interesting nonetheless. Well, let's yeah, see what the, what do you got, Daryl? Right, story. So I think it's a side story, um, and uh, you know, it's definitely getting the conspiracy theorists out, and you know, people with tin hats out, and uh, they're saying, "See, I told you so." Um, but it, I think, kind of going with Matt said, it's kind of a a side story to cause confusion, um, or and to create a narrative. Um, of what's really going on, so yeah, that's that's my take. Yeah, I, I um, whenever I see stuff like this, I'm like, all right, what is BlackRock doing? Uh, what what is it that they <laughs> that they don't want us paying attention to right now? Yeah, right. that that they got this going on. So mm -hmm. that's that's it, and then this will disappear in like a week and a half. Yeah, well, uh, let's see. Let's see what else he has to say. Cause there's another two minutes here. I sped it up a little bit, but all right. Cool. Yeah, I I think you're right in a sense that this gets to a deeper question of uh, conspiracy theories and deflection or sleight of hand to get everyone thinking one way so something else is happening. I think right. that's possible. Um, I also I, I want to humor it a little bit when we get to the end. I want to humor it a little bit and and play the what if game of what if this is all true and whether it is or isn't what implications could that mean for us as christians that's we'll we'll get there but soon these encounters became so frequent that air crew would discuss the risk of uap as part of their regular pre-flight briefs the majority of witnesses are commercial pilots at majority major airlines often they are veterans with decades of flying experience pilots are reporting uap at altitudes that appear above them at forty thousand feet potentially in low earth orbit or in the gray zone below the carmen line making inexplainable maneuvers like right-hand turns and retrograde orbits or J-hooks. If everyone could see the sensor and video data I witnessed, our national conversation would change. I urge us to put aside stigma and address the security and safety issue this topic represents. If you appear foreign drones, it is an urgent national security problem. If it is something else, it is an issue for science. Uh, I was informed in the course of my official duties of a multi-decade uh, UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering program, uh, to which I was denied access to those additional read-ons when I uh, requested it. I made the decision based on the data I collected 
to report this information to my superior, superiors and multiple inspectors general, and in effect becoming a whistleblower. As you know, I've suffered retaliation for my decision, uh, but I am hopeful that my actions will ultimately lead uh, to a positive outcome of uh, increased transparency. There, uh, the controller told us that these objects uh, had been observed. I find it interesting that he's so quick to mention, like, I've suffered a lot for this. Like, <laughs> yeah. It feels a little humble brag, um, a, a little, a little much. And he, he's the one that has a lot more, um, a, a lot more to say in, in other videos. I didn't play those, but I, I think it is interesting from a standpoint. And this maybe is a parallel with uh, the resurrection story in the sense of, yeah, what is there to gain to be called crazy and lunatic? Like most of these guys have nothing to gain by telling these stories, um, in fact, they have a lot more to lose. Kind of like the disciples making up and stealing the body. That'd been a good segue if I played the clip now, John, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, uh, so just to piggyback off what you're saying, um, the, uh, I, I don't know who any of these people are. So I would like to, you know, research their names and see what else they have going on. Because you have people who, who cry you know, and oh man, so much has happened to me. I'm a whistleblower and, and you know, they've, they've done this, they've done that. And then you find out that they have books and seminars and, and DVDs and uh, all of this stuff that they're selling. Um, and I'm not discrediting and saying that, um, that they uh, like, you know, that they don't actually believe what it is that they're saying or that they haven't, you know, served our country well. That's not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is that since my involvement in studying new age stuff, there's always some person who's like a victim or whatever. And then you find out that they have all of these, these stories, they're whistleblowing and, and, but they got 20 books, they got seminars, they got retreats. You can go on. I think a guy's name is like Stephen Greer or Stephen green, where you can go on retreats with him and go look for UFOs in the sky and stuff. So I'm just, my New York skepticism uh, is, is way up there. Yeah, his spidey senses are, are tingling right now. Yes. Um, and it, you know, kind of going with, with John, John's point there, uh, it, it could, got got to do a deep dive in, into these, these people because it could be, yeah, you know, uh, it, it could be trying to prove something and, you know, zeitgeist and, you know, a lot of conspiracy theories can be saying, you know, the theorists that are out there saying, I told you, I told you so, I told you so. And then, how they interpret spiritual things, how they interpret uh, relationship with God to say, no, nope, God's not real. These aliens are out there. Um, the Bible didn't talk about that. So how can I, you know, believe in your God? Um, so yeah, it's just a deeper, deeper dive needs to be done into what these guys are saying, but also uh, what, what these guys are doing behind the scenes, or they could be puppets again, just like Jeremy said, sleight of hand, distracting you from you know what's really going on behind behind the curtains um so it's 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 skeptical you know when and yeah and for the people that might make an argument to say see this proves um aliens are real this proves there's stuff out there therefore your christian god and your bible that doesn't talk anything about this is false it's absolutely ridiculous because we have zero actual evidence 
everything that they're just saying is it's unexplained and there isn't expl- is not yet an explanation. Brooklyn Lou chimed in here said hope people do not jump to conclusions regarding aliens. Something that is not understood does not mean anything. Alien is going on. We need a proven methodology to, to determine what is true. And I would say, and I would push back and say the same about the resurrection. And I think we do have considerable ev- evidence for something like that. Whereas we have no actual evidence. We just have unexplained things. If that yeah. Makes There's, um, so the guy who wrote the forward of my book, Josh Peck, he, um, he has a documentary. I haven't watched it yet, but I, I plan on watching it once I'm not running around everywhere. Uh, called the Great Deception, and it's uh, you know it's a conspiracy. Um, and I I never say theories because they could be true, you know. But it's a it's a conspiracy style documentary on how this could be used to deceive people from the true God, right? From believing in God, as you were saying, Daryl. Um, so in my understanding, right, well, when, when you look at things like aliens, if we're talking about physical beings, right, coming from a distant planet, if you talk about taking a flying saucer, a material flying saucer, and moving that material thing in your material body faster than the speed of light, it's, you'll like diffuse into time. You ever seen Interstellar, the movie? That's kind of what happens to you. You start warping time. So something going faster than the speed of light, like you would literally disappear. Um, so my understanding, and this is just if I'm trying to rationalize this from uh, from using what science says and then also through a spiritual lens, is that if these entities are real, they would have to be interdimensional, right? And if they are interdimensional, then... That would mean they're from a different dimension, a.k.a. they would be spiritual because they are not physical beings. They can manifest as physical, come into our 3D reality. But if they're if they're from a quote unquote different dimension, that would mean that they are essentially spiritual beings. And if they are spiritual beings, then we could go on a whole other list of, of what's really going on here. Sure. Yeah, I think that's I think that's where, where Matt wants to go with this conversation. <laughs> yeah, I've heard a lot of stuff, man. I've, you know, it's just like being in aviation myself, like hearing about these. I've heard about these stories all the time. I heard about seeing these. I actually saw a video last week I shared with one of my buddies where it's just like this silver thing just floating in the sky. And it's just like, is it real? Is it a drone? Is it this or it's that? Because, you know, let's say there's an alien from some other planet. And that's not exactly what I believe, but let's just say like there's still laws of gravity and physics that apply to this world yeah. that for certain things to happen, you know, it's just like, okay, I don't know. It doesn't really make sense. So it's either we're getting the biggest hoax pulled over us or there's actually aliens coming and we're all screwed. So <laughs> that's, that's, of the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take the, the second, the second thought for a moment because Um, I like to play in the hypothetical, and I hang out with a lot of students, so I get very uh, a ton of hypothetical questions. Um, So say, for example, that these are aliens. I'm not saying I believe that. I'm just saying let's go down this train of thought. How, How does that play out in what we understand God to be revealed in the person of Jesus Christ, human beings created in the image of God, salvation being by grace through faith, the fact that we all fell in Adam, 
uh, because he was our federal head, so sin comes to all human beings. Are these beings outside of sin? Do they even need salvation? Like, there, I don't know, there's just so many random thoughts that come into my head. Um, mm-hmm. I guess the first that I'll ask is, uh, w- do you think that this would undermine the story of the Bible at all if aliens exist? Matt, that question is yours. Go. <laughs> <laughs> and we're, we're theorizing here. Like, I, I mean, yeah, sure. this is hypotheticals. Nothing but, you but, can say can get you in trouble in this type of situation. I'm trying not to say the wrong things. So I don't get clipped in the, you know what I mean? Um, I don't think it undermines anything because the word is the word. It says what we need to know. And yeah. if there's anything out there that's extra, you know, it's God didn't tell us for a reason. And salvation, it doesn't change. You know, it doesn't change for me. Maybe, they have, maybe they're Mormons. Maybe they got a different way to get to heaven. I don't know. But like, <laughs> the, the aliens are Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> they really did not know Yeah, now they need so, Jesus. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got theories. I've got thoughts. Like, like the thought we were talking about earlier is like deception in the end times, right? Like, there's that whole theory behind that. And, you know, I, it makes sense if you believe that kind of stuff, too. So, yeah, there's lots of... Uh, I don't focus on it though. You know, it doesn't really change the way I live. Um, I just live for Christ every day, alien or no alien. God's providence is there. So, yeah, I would say I would say it would, it would make being a post millennium uh, believer really difficult to be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like ain't no way this is this is gonna get better. From <laughs> true, yes. so true. Absolutely. You know, this and, and the people getting raptured then would be essentially like getting beamed up to the spaceships, yeah. right? Like it could, it could turn into a whole, a whole. That could turn thing. into a whole other, whole other thing. If 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 it is a a preacher rapture, um, literally all the left behind movies, aliens, <laughs> the just the disappearances. And I, I was I, I was watching, uh, I was watching the new the newest left behind movie that came out a few months ago. And it was basically just like the original one. Um, but yeah. they were talking about the aliens and the disappearances. And um, so, I, again, if if it was true and all this stuff and pre-trip rapture, whatever the case may be, um, that would be the go-to. Aliens, yeah. they did it. We got about three more minutes on this topic. Uh, but what's interesting is that the event that I was at, uh, one of the kids that was in that Left Behind uh, series was actually one of the speakers over there, Kevin Sorbo's son. His son, yeah, yeah. yep, that's right. One, really, and really smart kid. So, yes, I, I think everything you've said I agree with, um, other than uh, left behind uh, cringe. But, um, <laughs> so I, I guess for me, what I start to think about because these are these are conversations that I, I go down in my own mind is that in the same way that redemption, um, maybe isn't like offered again to the angels, right? Like some angels fell um, and they're apart from all of that, but is salvation offered through Jesus Christ? It, it doesn't appear to be so. Uh, it doesn't appear to be that like, oh, maybe even Satan can repent, confess, repent and come back, right? Um, it, it doesn't appear, at least we don't get that picture in Revelation. We get a picture of judgment and, and winning and, and all of that. And so if we're talking about these beings that are not human, not made in the image of God, or at least not as described about in the Bible, um, then they might be outside of or already condemned um, 
for whatever other reason, kind of like the angels, demons. Demons. I think so. So. Yeah, I'd love to continue on this, but we must move on. We must we move on. We must move on. Done, done. Don't worry, we're gonna get we're gonna get some good sound effects to move on. To yeah, apologetic center. Man, man uh, everybody's in the chat. Shouts out to you. Please make sure you hit that like button. We got ten likes. Get, get them all up. With you, who's here? Arthur, yeah. What up? What up? Yo, uh, I. I got to hang out with Arthur a little bit. Um, shout out to Apologia Center. That's Arthur. For those of you who don't know, I got to hang out with him a little bit. Um, I went to his church, which was really dope. Um, and then we got we went to his house. I got to see his studio. His studio setup is dope. And uh, we, huh? How was the Armenian food? Did he give you any? Uh, we had smash burgers. So oh come on, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Arthur. But it was definitely a predominantly Ar Armenian church, Armenian church. Uh, so. Yeah, I thought it was funny because they had Calvinist material there. So I'm like, <laughs> Armenian, Armenian, and Calvinism all in one That's place. Right. That's right. Well, let, let's hop into our next topic. As, as you bring up church, I think this is is good. Um, recently, not that long ago, ChatGPT hit the world. And in, in the article that we looked at, we might take a peek at it if we have some time. Um, it, it recapped, uh, this was from the Gospel Coalition, I'll link it down below, but just reminding us how, how quickly uh, people adopted ChatGPT and it hit like 5 million users in four days or some crazy number. I don't even remember what it was. But th this idea of AI church or AI content being used by the church took it off to a whole nother level in Germany when a Lutheran pastor, man, what's with all the Lutherans doing crazy stuff? We've got to get Josh on here uh, to defend his Lutheran. Yeah, yeah. He's a good, he's a good Lutheran. He's, he's, he's a real Lutheran. Yeah. Yeah, we, got, we got some Here's crazy ones. Martin Luther would come back out of the grave and slap someone for oh, yeah. a bus that watch. Um, let's, let's take a look. Let's take a look at this video. Oh, I got to rewind it. There we go. Back to the beginning. In the house of God, everyone is welcome with open arms, even robots. Like it or loathe it, ChatGBT is part of pause society it. and pause it. part of pause it. Too loud? No. You hear what she said? She said everyone is welcome in the house of uh, God, even robots. Even robots. Like, who are you, lady, telling us who's welcome? Who are you? Just bring the bring the aliens too. Why why not? You know. Beat me up, Scotty. All right, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Even, even the robots know it's good. Yell yell and interrupt. That's exactly what it's here for. <laughs> um, and and that just gets you kind of the the ridiculousness of what this is that we're we're accepting robots as if they're sentient, like made in the image of God. Like that's just ridiculous. We would essentially be their god. Because mm -hmm. we're the ones making them. That's correct. Yep. Interesting. Well, and 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 that's and that's why all those sci-fi movies depict like the alien or the aliens. I'm back to aliens. The robots overthrowing and and kind of rejecting their god and taking over. Like all of those movies, like Ex Machina, and all of them are really just. Um, really a retelling of the rebellion that we see in the garden where Adam and Eve want to reject the authority of God 
And yeah, it, it plays out in so many ways. Jordan Peterson would be so happy that we're allegorizing the Bible because that's all he does in Exodus. <laughs> it bothers the heck out of uh, I would say I would say that if we rebelled against our creator, I would say that uh, if we did get to the point where we have these AI robots that um, that we have created to to serve us, I don't see I don't see it going uh, too long before some serpent AI shows up and uh, and convinces one of them to question our authority. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that video. I don't know if we're gonna play it, but that other video with the lady. Um, with the AI, I'm sorry, with the AI talking, the robot talking. Oh, you called her a lady, bro. Get it right. You called her I'm a lady. Caught myself, oh my bro. Gosh. No, I'm all right. Let's, let's keep going. Let's keep, keep this going. She's going to go. I just found the English version. I, the one I sent you before was the German version. This is English. So let's keep rolling. GBT is part of society and now part of the congregation. As Germany's churches experience a drop in numbers of pastors, this church in the Bavarian town of Fat has the answer. Did you hear that? The answer to low numbers of pastors is AI. Ain't nobody got time for that. This this is the yeah, way I sound. Get him out of here. Right here. <laughs> yep. Ain't nobody here. I, I got it. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was an L take. Yes, and the answer to the reason we don't have pastors, I think, is two things. This, I. Uh, my dad's been a pastor his whole life, basically my whole life at least. I've been a pastor for 13 years now. Um, we don't take care of our pastors well enough, one. Nerd. Two, we don't disciple well enough in the church. That's why we don't have more pastors ready to take up the mantle. We've told everyone to go make money and go do this and go do this. Sure. And, and we've downplayed. I, I think it's good in some ways that we've less professionalized the ministry, but yeah, we're not we're not building up men and men to step into that role. And if you're yeah. egalitarian, women. Um, if you're not egalitarian, that, that's a whole another conversation. But then we just bring the a the AI woman, yeah, no, or AI woman that Daryl has gendered <laughs> uh, or misgendered because she has no gender because she's an AI robot. Miss species. Oh, true. Miss species. There you go. You miss species her. All right, let's continue. Let's, I don't want to run out of time. Artificial intelligence. During service, this avatar preached to more than 300 people for mass. But can we really commune with robots? I was pleasantly surprised at how well it worked. But one thing I definitely missed, of course, was simply emotionality. Um, it was exciting, interesting, but for me, it was too monotonous. The avatar spoke too quickly. Sometimes you couldn't really think in your head during the service. It wasn't personal enough. So in this Pause church, worshippers are no longer... Um, so that's a good sign that people don't like it, but that's also constructive criticism to make it better. Right. So you can now reprogram the chat, the the, the AI, to... Um, wait a minute. You know what? I just realized it's a, it's a lady giving the sermon. Up yep. here, yeah, it's, so it's, it's a lady. Were you five minutes? It's a lady AI. Yeah, I, I'm sorry. It's it's, <laughs> bro. I'm still like uh, I'm still on an airplane. Okay, <laughs> like that's how I feel right now. But that's actually how you feel every day. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, continue. My bad. My bad. Inspired by the words of a preacher, 
And while some may say this is sacrilegious, the theologian behind it insists this is the future of worship. So good. I would say this is not the future of anybody. The, the fact that they call them a theologian, that's an L. That is an yeah. L. Yes, straight up. Looks like an artist or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. He painted this this chick before. I was he just about to say that, bro. <laughs> just about to say that. Ninety-eight percent comes from the machine, generally speaking. And what we're going to see is an effort of us as human beings staying out of the church service. Pause it. Pause it. Pause it. Just the turtleneck, like just the fact that he's got a turtleneck. That's not a. That's not a theologian. It's okay. European man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nope. So did you catch what he said there? Keeping the humanity out of the church. Or maybe that wasn't the exact language. Let me rewind it. Bring it back, yeah. As human beings, staying out of the church service. And what we're going to see is an effort of us as human beings staying out of the church service. What is the church? not understanding. What is the church without human beings? Exactly. Exactly. They're they're doing that metaverse. They want to do that metaverse. And now they're actually yeah, I, I was about to. I was trying to get you started, man. But I'm ready for my battles with that one. Light the world has a great question. If you if you haven't followed him, go check out his channel. Are other religions doing this during their services? This is not our religion. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. That that that. Let's make that clear. But I think it's a, that's an interesting point to think. Are uh, are we seeing this in Islam? Are we seeing this in Judaism? Are we seeing this in other places? And I haven't, but that highly doubt it. Very hard. I highly yeah, doubt it. Highly doubt it. And they don't do we, stuff we, like that. Yeah, we we we. Yeah, it is crazy. Like the the church tries to do things to garner the world, and other religions. I haven't saw it yet. If someone saw it in the chat or in in, in the replay, gang, please let us know. But we haven't seen it. Um, we haven't seen it done in worship services of other false gods, um, but we serve the one true God, and and so-called Christians do this um, to get whatever or to be hip or to get people into um, church buildings or to get people out of church buildings to just go online. Um, but we we serve the one true God, and and we do this, and I cannot recall seeing any other religion doing something like this so yeah it's 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 uh it's kind of sad to be honest with you yeah yeah well you don't have to i'm, I'm sorry what matt no, go ahead. i just i i wish we weren't the ones testing this stuff out like let someone else do it, you know what i mean yeah it was i just think no oh, go ahead go ahead I, no i get what you're saying and i i just think that one of the reasons would be is you don't have to corrupt something that's already corrupt right so, you know, with, yeah. it's the, we have the one true religion, worshiping the one yeah. true God. Uh, of course, you're going to want to corrupt that if you are Satan and, yeah. and you're playing playing this, uh, sure. you know, for the long run. You don't have to go corrupt the other religions because they're, they're already, uh, yeah. they're already off track. You know what I mean? So, uh, correct yeah, me if I'm wrong, wrong. Every, everyone here... I think I've seen clips of everyone here preaching at one point or another, correct? Or, right, Matt, you have, or at least I've seen yeah. you up front. I don't know if it's a sermon or not. I don't know if so, you watched. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, so here, yeah. here's the thing. In, in the thought process of writing a sermon, of opening the Word of God, of, of expounding upon the Word of God and applying it to the people under your care, 
something that the AI can't do is actually like know the hearts of the people that are there in worship. And, yeah. and for me, and you guys can, can share your own perspective. When I'm writing my sermons, I have people in mind that I know this is going to impact that this speaks Amen. their struggle, their, their pain, their sin, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, that's spot on. Like if, if you do ask chat GPT and the thing is chat GPT can write an ex- expository sermon. It can, it can write, you know, um, what the doctrine of salvation is. It, it can, it can do that. Um, and that's, that's, that's a strange and crazy thing to think about. Um, however, it's just grabbing information from the, the inter interwebs. Um, but yeah, you can't, Chad GBT cannot speak to sister Susan's trial that she's going through. It can't, you know what I'm saying? It can't, it can't speak to, you know, this husband and wife that's on the brink of divorce. Um, it can't speak hope into their lives. You know what I'm saying? It could, it could give them facts that was gathered all throughout the interweb. However, it cannot speak. And Elsie said in the chat, like the AI does not care, period. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's not that human interaction where, you know, I I know, I know my brother, you know, John, I know Matt, I know Jeremy, you know what I'm saying? But they know individuals in their local church and their specific needs. You know, and they they can actually speak to them uh, through the word of God. So, well, let's amen. finish this video out. Let's, yeah, amen. Let's finish this out because I think there's a few more points here they're going to make that are helpful. Because I, I also want to end this conversation when we get there of how can AI be useful in the church, right? Like, we can agree that this is crazy and dumb, but um, I think there's a fine line that we might be able to find. The 40-minute service saw the bot writing the sermon, prayers, and even accompanying music. Intrigued and filled with anticipation, churchgoers queued for an hour to get front pew seats and find out just how it works. I told the artificial intelligence, we are at the church congress, you are a preacher. And the motto is, now is the time. What would a church service look like? And then it spits out a rough framework first. And then you say, okay, now why don't you do this introduction? And then she writes this introduction. And that goes on and on you end up with a pretty solid church service, I would say. Whether you're a believer or not, the use of AI arguably brings services into the 21st century, allowing them to become more accessible and inclusive. But there's certainly no doubt it takes practice what you preach to a whole new level. Shadi edwards Stafford, TRT World. More accessible and inclusive. What? AI makes church more accessible and inclusive. Why is this the standard for for good? Like, if there's an objective moral standard now, it's 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 this, right? It, it's bananas to me. Yeah, I, it it really just frustrates me when people will look at this as like, oh, this is a cool thing that happened, and that's the perspective that the news station is taking—that it's a revolutionary new thing. Whereas we're sitting here going like, this is pointless and actually undermines the very purpose of gathering, which is to glorify God. And God is not glorified by AI spouting out a bunch of facts that it's gathered through the interwebs. 
No, God is glorified in his son, Jesus Christ, and only then in the creation that he's created, turning back and, and praising and giving him glory and praise. And so, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I think there's ways to use AI. I use AI all the time, but I think there's a difference between um, outsourcing spiritual matters to the AI. Can you imagine, like, if I did pastoral counseling and I sat down with a pastoral couple and they talked to me, I'm like, hold on, let me ask ChatGPT um, what, what, like, can, that's what it's getting to, right? Like pastoral ministry is much more than the preaching. And, and I think that, that when you, when you lessen it to this, you devalue the, the preaching of the word in such a way that it makes it almost a joke. But yeah, I think, I think we should, uh, one, one, our upcoming podcast, whenever it is, um, but shouts out to the upcoming podcast next Tuesday, 9 PM Eastern time. Let's get it. Um, but what I'm thinking is we should have an AMA with chat GPT and like literally just ask them like really biblical hard questions. And I'm sure the machine will come up with something, but like, I I would say something like the pastoral care question, like, you know, husband and wife fighting, what advice would you give to them? And I'm sure chat GPT will come up with a whole great paragraph however it's not going to speak to that husband and wife directly you know what i'm saying and that's where that human human touch and that one that fellowship with one another as a body of christ that's where it comes in as human to human and not machine to human like chat gpt is what is it basically like it just searches the internet it learns from previous users and it just compiles things right so the internet has what, I don't even know how much, but has so much biblical resources out there and so many counseling resources out there. You can literally find anything online, put it together and make sense. But you know, like anyone can stand in front of a service, read the Bible, read some Bible verses. But when you lack the Holy Spirit, that's what we're seeing right. here. You're, anyone can say anything. Right. You can recite a prayer, but when you don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within you in that room, that's what you get, man. People standing up, sitting down, repeating after a robot. I will never repeat after this. is That's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. So I don't know, man. Like it just That stuff just ugh, irks me so much. I think you said it, man. Yeah, that, that, is a, that is a huge point, probably the biggest point, I would say, uh, and, and the best point that I've heard when it came to pushback on, on AI stuff. The AI does not have the Holy Spirit. And it could it could come up with all these facts, all the, but but that guidance that you get from the Holy Spirit of what to say, when to say it, um, how to speak to this person, uh, you know, you you just don't get that through typing it in. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit's not on the other side of ChatGPT. Like, you know, are are these messages going directly to the Holy Spirit and then, you know, coming back through ChatGPT? I doubt it. <laughs> no. Well, if if the if ChatGPT doesn't have the Holy Spirit, does that mean it can be demon possessed? Definitely. So let me give an example, though, of where I think AI can be useful, um, because I think that, yes, this is an extreme example of how you're going to take something like ChatGPT and artificial intelligence and a, and a face generator of a robot, not even a human. Um, but I think there's many tasks in the church that AI can come alongside and help things like building and creating a website for your church. 
right? Like yes. there's the, that's a basic task that many churches look at and go, we have no idea where to begin. It can also work on things like scheduling and calendar. Yeah. One of the hardest things for me is keeping everything straight. And, and so you can use tools to make you more efficient. The problem is when you blur the lines between uh, tool and creator. And I think that's what we're seeing in academia. That's what we're seeing in the church is when pastors are going to um, chat GPT to write a quick sermon for them because they're too exhausted and tired and they can't get a sabbatical and time off. Um, then that's a problem. But I I don't think it's a, a major problem to use it for other things. The, the Also, the side note to that is a lot of studies have come out recently saying how chat GPT is getting worse. It's getting less accurate over yep. time. And so, I, Daryl, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we did that next time or something like that, that it would come back inaccurate. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's As time goes and more people use it, it's actually giving less good information because there's also bad information out on the internet. And how does the, the, the AI know the difference between bad info and good info? Right. So, it's really it, bad for me. quotes. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying like when it first started, we was throwing, we was, all of us was throwing stuff at it. And it was like, give it, it was like, I was like, okay. But then it got more PC. Yep. It, it got more yeah. PC, um, more inclusive. Like, like we talked, like John said earlier, it got more, it got more PC. So, um, like when we first, it, it was like, it was like Paul Washer at, at first. Like, it was like, I'm going to give you this truth. I'm going to give it to you hard. And then, and then it, it became Joel Osteen after a while. So, but John, what were you talking about? I forget what I was going to say. Oh, no worries. Uh, any any other thoughts on, on AI? Uh, I think it's- we got to, we got to move on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so here's our, our next, next thought. Everyone's been talking about the Barbie movie. Everyone's been reacting Christian wise one way or the other talking about the patriarchy this or feminism that or we're not going to talk about any of that we're no instead are going to talk about uh the leaked rumors that greta gerwig the director of um the barbie movie is rumored to be being brought on by netflix to do the next narnia series and if you don't know who greta gerwig is this is a quote from her about the barbie movie and I think it's in- interesting from my perspective that someone who has this perspective of Genesis would be brought on to direct a movie that has strong theological underpinnings. Here's what it says. The Barbie, however, is definitely the center of the story, talking about the Barbie movie. Barbie was invented first, Greta Gerwig told Vogue. Ken was invented after Barbie to burnish Barbie's position in our eyes and in the world. That kind of creation myth is the opposite of the creation myth in Genesis. What do you think about that statement? Round one. Leave it up there. I got to read it a few times. So what's interesting while you're reading it, Matt, um, I saw a clip from Marg. I I always get her name wrong. The woman who played... uh, Margot uh, Robbie. Margot Robbie, yeah. uh, In which... When she signed on to do Barbie, she said that she knew the movie would be a Trojan horse for, um, you know, the ideals that the director had and which which it was. And, you know, we're not going to spend too much time getting into that. So 
this director is somebody who has these these far left uh hates the patriarchy type mentality um so here we are handing over one of the greatest works from one of the the greatest theological ph philosophic theologically sound philosoph philosophers oh my gosh man philosophers c.s lewis who you know we watched uh, the chronicles of narnia the other day uh, a couple weeks ago and it was like as a christian seeing it through a christian lens you're like wow you could see all of the christian influence the the not to give away the end of the movie but um you know what happens at the end of the movie just in case anyone hasn't seen it the the kind of resurrection story replayed out but just yeah. through this this um world of fantasy that it was just a it was a beautiful family friendly no agenda but inspiration and motivation and and good feels and you're going to hand this over to somebody who uh has statements like the one that pastor Jeremy just read I don't know, man. That's that's really sad to me. Yeah, I, for me, like I, I'm not surprised. Like, do you remember when they made the Noah movie, and it had oh, yeah. nothing to do with with like it was just so bad. So I, I will say I have some issues theologically with C.S. Lewis. Uh, I think, of he, course, yeah, and, and which is okay. Um, I, I think the the way that he depicted um, Aslan. Um, Paying the white witch. Yeah, the, the uh, ransom. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, the ransom was to God, not the white witch. But all that aside, this is a deeply theological, Christ-centered um, novel and film that would be made. And I, I find it strange that a, a non-Christian or even someone who would look at the Bible as myth that would even be interested in telling that story. Like, is, is corrupt it. Yeah, well, I, I agree. I want to give more. I, maybe I want to give more grace to her. Maybe she won't. Maybe she just it's a job. Um, but it, if it's too corrupted, that's really that's frustrating um, from my standpoint, because even if you disagree theologically with Christianity, um, you can look at C.S. Lewis as an amazing author, religion aside and telling an amazing story that has stood the test of time. Why can't you just retell that story? And maybe she will, or maybe she won't even be the um, be held on. Maybe Netflix is watching us right now and goes, "Oh, right, maybe it's a bad idea, and we won't do it." <laughs> Probably not. The, um, the AI aliens are listening. Oh gosh. <laughs> and and here's if you're wondering what we're talking about, we're talking about GameSpot uh, reported that Greta Gerwig um, has secured a deal, so it's already secured. I couldn't find more info, but. Uh, to a minimum of two films based on the Chronicles of Narnia. So it may not even be a retelling of True. It might just be in the universe, which even is weirder, in my opinion. True. Yeah. It's gonna be how the white witch was only angry because of the patriarchy or something like that. Aslan's the patriarchy must die. Yep. Yeah, let's hope let's hope not. Um yeah, yeah. Let's Hope, Matt, what's your? Good. Um, yeah, like, I can see. Good, I just see. I yeah, Matt, let's let's hear you, Matt. I see. Come I on, see his face. Like, like he just he looks like he's mad to be Canadian. That's that's what it looks like. I love it here, man. It's a great country. 
Yeah, I know nothing about Narnia. I know nothing. I've I've never read the books. Um, so it's just like, I wouldn't be surprised if someone's trying to twist a good story, but at the same time, it's just I've never watched it. Don't care. I know that sounds bad, but I don't have an opinion or anything like that. I think it's um, just like Lou said in the chat. What's that? Yeah, right. No, 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 not that one. Oh, the, 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 yeah, yeah, we could get into that one. So, so Brooklyn Lou said, Barbie, by the way, Brooklyn Lou's my boy. What's up, Brook, Brooklyn Lou? Uh, I, I appreciate Lou because he's a skeptic that still watches all the, a whole bunch of Christian stuff. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, so he says, Barbie is a, is a movie and fictional character. I have zero interest in seeing it. Me too. I do not know why any Christians should care one bit about what the movie portrays. So I would push back on that a little bit, Lou, uh, just because the Barbie, like Barbies are for kids, right? And it, it's it has the appeal of a children's movie. And then you bring your kids to see it and the the undertones of it are very anti-man. Men are like the worst thing that could ever exist. Um, and then also the pregnant Barbie is like the worst Barbie that there is uh, in the whole entire thing. The 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 story opens with, um, you know, children bashing their baby dolls and then picking up a, a, a Barbie. And um, there's just a whole bunch of undertones in it. Her activism, uh, you know, her activist leanings are all throughout the movie. So here you, you bring your kid thinking it's going to be like some Sonic the Hedgehog type uh type fun movie and then it, it's it's just bananas uh all the stuff that's in it so that's why i would say we should care about it just because you could even remove the whole why should christians care about it just why should parents care about it as a whole you know bringing your children to see something you know your kid plays with barbies and then you bring her to see a barbie movie and you're like whoa that was bad so i'm, I'm gonna push back a little bit john because um, I actually, go for it. I don't know that round I, one fight fights. Um, and I I don't know that Christians should care. Um, but I, I'll even say like I haven't seen the movie. I'm going to preface that I know none of us have seen it. We're reading secondhand because we haven't had the desire. I'm not going to pay twenty bucks for me and my wife to go see a movie. I don't. Really it's want. seven dollars in Puerto Rico, so just oh, take so take a flight. It'll be yeah. cheaper. It, it might be. Um. From what I've read and what I've seen, people on both sides, I, th I think a middle-of-the-road fair criticism is um, while men are portrayed a certain way in the movie, there's also this giving over of power to uh, the Barbies, and then that doesn't go well either. So I actually think that there's a, a pretty good depiction of men and women need each other. Now, for sure, there's patriarchy jokes and underpinnings to it. I would agree with that. But I also think the overall whole of the movie when you get through it all is Ken running everything isn't great. Barbie running everything isn't great. Ken and Barbie actually need each other. They complement each other. Complementarians actually should like this movie um, in some, some respects. So I'm not saying that that means you go support it with your money. That's for you to decide. But I do think we don't I, I wouldn't even necessarily push back against the Barbie movie as much as I do um, Greta Gerwig's statements about Genesis. And and yes, Lou points out that C.S. Lewis didn't even believe in a literal Adam and Eve. And again, I disagree with C.S. Lewis on that. I think, though, 
if we're going to portray movies. Imagine if The Chosen, which I also don't watch, we, that's a whole different topic, but was made by people that aren't Christian. That's kind of some of the claim when they say that it's backed by Mormons versus Christians and that pull back and forth. So I think it's that similar thing for me that it, it makes me frustrated that something that is blatantly Christian, um, if we're talking about representation, why can't there be a, a Christian director that directs this? Um, shouldn't we have equal representation everywhere, not just whoever was hot? So that's my yeah. uh, my soapbox. I'll step down now. All right. Well, I think we have to move on anyway. The, yeah, the time on. is running low. We've gave we've given Barbie enough time. Yes, too much, maybe too much. Yeah. So, so John, tell us about the Creators Influencer Conference. I didn't even say that right. Probably. Yeah. Christian, Christian Influence Create. I didn't even say it correct. CIC. Go ahead, brother. All right. All right, Matt. You try now. You try. <laughs> what? Christian Influence. <laughs> All right. That was conference. awesome. There you go. He got it. Except it's a it's the convention. It's not conference. Yeah, yeah. So it's the Christian Influencer Convention. Um, I had a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, it was cool being on the panel. It was cool hearing other uh, Christian influencers speak. But my favorite part was meeting people who came to the conference just to be in the audience and just to uh, uh, see see the production, essentially. Um, and like, I just got to have dinner. I mean, uh, a breakfast with some people and, um, talk to people here and there and, and get to know them a little bit. And I got to learn about, uh, other channels that are out there. And it was just really cool connecting with brothers and sisters in Christ. It was, it was so funny, man. Uh, after the panel that we did with, uh, Ruslan, uh, John Root and, um, John McRae, I had some kids come up to me. They're like, Hey man. You know, I never heard of you before, but you were dropping some facts, right? And I'm like, yeah, not not a lot of people have heard of me. I know, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like nice humble uh, humble session right there, right? But I was I was grateful that they got value out of what we were talking about. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to hang out with uh, John McRae for for a bit, and that was really cool because he helped me a lot. Um, vicariously through uh through youtube when i was trying to figure out this whole christianity thing he had a bunch of videos out that uh that really helped me and so it was cool to just hang out with him um hanging out with uh the people who were uh you know came from why jesus network like arthur and um you know lt that was a lot of fun lt brought like four people with them so it was cool to meet them as well um we were, uh, me, LT, and Ruslan were hanging out for a bit, and uh, Ruslan was looking at, you know, going through LT's videos and stuff. It was it was just a really cool event. Uh, one of my favorite people that I got to know out there was Dayton, a uh, Christian hip-hop artist. That's one of the coolest dudes I have ever met in my life. Me and uh, my wife, Gio, we spent a lot of time with him because he came by himself, so... You know, he didn't he didn't really know too many people. He knew Ruslan. He knew a few people, but um, he had some guests come as well. But we spent a decent amount of time together. And also they had him do the altar call. And, yo, he bodied it like absolutely bodied it. I, I'm like, so I'm talking to um, I think it was Arthur outside. And uh, my wife comes running up. She's like, John, 
Dayton's got the microphone. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's going to rap. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So we all, uh, you know, I, I run inside and I'm waiting for Dayton to rap. And then, because uh, he came on when the band was on. So I'm assuming they're going to like, just, you know, play a beat and he's going to uh, drop a 16 or something like that. And no, it, the you know, the, the music went down to altar call music. And the way he was just talking and, and you know, expressing to the audience, most people are Christians in there. So we knew that most people were Christians, but he's like, you know, if you're not, you know, going through the whole entire thing, and we had one person come up, uh, you know, gave it, gave his life to Christ. Right. And then also we had, uh, you know, he just said, does anybody want to come up for prayer? And so two, two people that I knew got married out in Vegas, right. Um, my friend Francis and her now husband, Zach. So they got married the night before. And then, um, you know, here Zach is going up to the, to the front to get prayer from Dayton. And I'm just like, yo, this is so cool. Like it, it was just, the music was amazing. Uh, the people who ran the show were really cool. I ate a lot of food out there a lot, man. They had buffets good. for us and stuff, but yeah, it was, it was a blast. And, um, I think me and Gio are going to be a little bit more involved for this year, uh, for next year coming up. So, you know, we have a whole entire year to plan and to, um, you know, fix some things that we saw could have been better um, and really help them take it to to the next level for next year. And uh, we're shooting to do it on a Saturday and not a Wednesday. So, and uh, on the East so that way, people, nah, it's probably going to be Vegas again. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's where they're all at. So I, I uh, yeah. you know, so hold on, just one more thing. Me and Arthur were sitting in the audience and they had these TikTokers up there. And these are people who are just, they're, they're content creators who aren't um, like what we do, which is blatant Christian content, right? Like we are in your face, Christian content. Um, they're just like, Oh, look at my room. Look at this dresser that I, that I have. Look at this, how I place the TV. And a question from the audience was, how do you deal with haters? And it blew me and Arthur's mind that all of these people on the panel were talking about how much hate they get. And I'm like, hold up. These people are just like living their lives and letting you into their life a little bit. And they have people who are hating on them. I'm like, Arthur's like, at least we poke the bear. You know, we're talking that, telling other people their religion is false. You know, we're we're out here uh, causing a ruckus, talking about political issues, and and we're getting hate, but we kind of expect it, you know? So it just made me feel really good that no matter what you do, even if you're just like, hey, here's my baby. It's like, that's an ugly baby, you know? It's it's just the way that it is. <laughs> hate is going to hate, absolutely. Everyone's got an opinion online. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So it made me feel good. So whenever you guys get get hate, which we all do here. Just remember, the TikTokers get it too. All right, the ones that are just dancing, the ones that are just dancing in front of the camera, they're getting it too. Oh man, well it sounds like that was a great time. Yeah, we'll definitely keep that in mind. And if it's a Saturday, maybe I can convince the wife to take a, a plane ride out. Maybe Matt can hook us up and yeah. get us. Exactly. Got to get it. Yeah, to Toronto. And yeah, come through Toronto, and then we'll head to Vegas. And there we go. Stop in Puerto Rico, maybe. <laughs> on the way, on the way down. Well, any that, uh, that sounds. I'm sorry, that just sounds logistically insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Forty-seven hours later, 
we'll come get you first. Late. Yeah, we show up late to the uh, convention. But man, that's awesome. If there was one takeaway, John, that you would that you took, um, one thing that was encouraging uh, from the convention, what was it? Um, it what was encouraging the most was hearing how hard people work. Um, you know, behind the scenes. So there were some people who just had you know one video and just boom, it it blew up, right? Um, and then, uh, you had other people who were just like grinding it out and just grinding and grinding and grinding. And so that, that was cool for me because, of, uh, it gave some perspective of, uh, this is a long-term thing that we're doing here. You know, this isn't, and all of us on here, we're pretty ambitious people, I would say. And, you know, we want things to move faster. We want to reach more people with the gospel. We want you know, more views on the videos we put out. But what we're really doing this for is we're doing this for life, to reach people for life. So how fast that goes is not up to us. Um, it's uh, it's up to God. So we can just, we just got to continue pushing forward even when we're frustrated. So I would say that was my biggest takeaway. It was kind of like a, all right, yeah, John, just, you know, just keep at it. Just keep at it. And also a lot of encouraging words from people who came out um, and and who did know who I was. So that was cool. Uh, and just to hear their encouragement of how much they love the content and stuff. So that was that was really cool. Hey, look, we got we got another celebrity in the chat. Yeah, hanging people out. in the building. She's also in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> so she's in the building. Yep. The building. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, guys, I, this has been fun. I've enjoyed our time together. We got all the technical glitches out. You yeah. got anything anything coming up on your channels that you need to let people know of? We got, John's still got a book out there. If you haven't picked up his book, what are yes. you doing? Go get that book right now. We'll link it down below. Yes, Amen. the book is not called What Are You Doing? It's <laughs> But please make sure you go support our brother, John Clash. It's on there Amazon. Right there. There, there you go. Thank you. Thank you, Matt, for the pledge. Thank you. Spiritual gateway to, uh, what is it? Dang it. I had it. It's a, a gateway drug to spiritual heroin. It's a lot of syllables. It's a lot of syllables. And John was on TV like eight times. So and he, shout, mod shout three times. Cover. Mod John Clash in the building. Was yeah, on, that was on a crazy experience. That was crazy. I had so much fun uh, going down there. That was, uh, you know, they taping the little microphone to my beard and stuff like that. And I didn't even have a fresh lineup, uh, so uh, a fresh shape up. And so, like, I'm I'm looking at the playback, like, dang, I should have seen a barber before I went out there. <laughs> nah, you look good. You look good. You look good. Daryl, you got anything yeah. coming up? Yeah, I have um, Roundtable, Eschatology Roundtable on Tuesday. This coming Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. All es all end time views will be represented live, so make sure to join us. And I just want to give a, a special shout-out to my brother, Matt. This is his first live ever. Me? No way. So, yeah, I want to get horn. horn. Yes. Yeah, we need the horn. The horn. This is why, this is why yeah. There we go. Thank you. Thank there you, you go. Yes, first time ever. Dream deck. No, we need we need to get get Matt on his channel and on Why Jesus more because Matt is a great That's brother in the Lord. He's a funny guy, and uh, 
he he can definitely hold it down live. So shout out to Matt. But yeah, my channel Tuesday, uh, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to be talking about the end times. Nice. Well, if all you were looking for a fun place to hang out tomorrow night, I'm going to be live streaming again tomorrow night with uh, Dean Lentini and John Adams. And we're going to be talking about none other than Mark Driscoll and the Ooh. craziness that's going on platforming that guy again and and kind of a side conversation of uh platforming dangerous leaders and and what does that lead to so that's gonna be a fun time hanging uh, out with yeah those, i saw those fellas i saw dean's dean's video on there that was that was really good uh i love dean's one of my favorite like uh silent killers i i call him right like he just he <laughs> pops up and you listen to him and you're like yeah that dude's got a point <laughs> i think his his take on the Barbie movie really helped me think a little bit further than just outreach, sure. which was yeah. yeah, yeah. So I agree. Anyway, fellas, it's been fun, guys. Thanks for being here. We appreciate you, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks for watching this episode of the Why Jesus podcast. Make sure you click that bell for notifications so you don't miss the next time we go live and answer. The most important question, why Jesus? We'll see you live every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Until next time, peace.